Well, hey, welcome to Coastal Community Church. My name is Shayla, and I'm actually Pastor TJ's wife. He is away this weekend on a, a pastor's retreat. How many of you guys, sometimes you just need rest? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what my husband is doing this weekend. He's taking a much-needed just break, relax for the weekend. He's with some other lead pastors, and they're hanging out in Montana. I know. Sounds like fun, right? Yeah. Well... He is in Montana right now, and he is hanging out there, and what's funny is my husband is not like an outdoorsy kind of guy. His idea of camping and stuff like that is like staying at a Holiday Inn, and so he's in Montana, and they are fly fishing and hunting, and he sent me a picture the other day, and he's got like these waders on that you go fishing. Apparently, like that's what you wear when you go fly fishing and stuff. And so he's got these waders on, and he's got this big old smile on his face, and he's holding out a fish like this, and he's just smiling. And what I really wanted to text back to him was, are you holding the fish like that so it looks bigger? Um, but I didn't. I said, wow, that's huge. Hope you're having a great time. And, you know, like did my wifely duties of like encouraging him <laughs> in that moment. But I'm really excited for him to get to have a break and rest. But he will be back next Sunday. Everybody say next week. Next week. Okay, so next week we are starting a new series called The Dilemma. And right now we are in a culture that is very interesting and there's a lot of things that everybody's offended by this or doing this, and there's so much confusion wrapped around things in our culture right now. And this series is actually all about how to love well in the middle of things that are confusing and, and all of these other things. And so it's going to be an incredible series for you guys to take part in. Make sure you invite your friends, come hang out with us, because TJ, when he's had a break, he comes back and he is like on fire, and you just want to come to watch him burn. So just, just come because he, who knows what he's going to say or what he's going to do. But today I want to talk to you guys about the topic of decisions or choices. How many of you guys have made decisions or choices in your life that have made some sort of significant impact for you? Or you could look back and say, man, that decision took me here. Anybody? A couple, a lot of us have, have kind of made those decisions in our life. Well, actually, at the beginning of the year, TJ and I kind of made a big decision for our family. I had been after him for a long time. I want a puppy. I really want a puppy. And I was, like, wearing him down. And I'm like, man, I want a puppy that, I, that can, like, cuddle with me and, you know, all of those things. Well, how many? Well, actually, let me show you a picture of my puppy that, that we got. This was when he was eight weeks old. He's a Great Dane puppy, and he was the cutest little thing you had ever seen. And he was just so sweet, and he could, like, fit up in your... He's about 10 pounds right here. But how many of you guys... Oh, my gosh. This is, if I fall, you guys, just stand up and clap, okay? Um, so how many of you guys know, though, that when we make a decision or when we make a choice, there are consequences to our choice, both good and bad? Well, let me show you the consequence to... Um, <laughs> This is my puppy uh, a few weeks ago. He is no longer that cute little, he is now a 10-month-old Great Dane that's 100 pounds trying to get his treats on the top shelf. Okay, this dog is almost as heavy as I am, and he doesn't listen to me very well. So 
That is the consequence of our choice, but he's still super cute and sweet, and we just love him. He's like our kid, and TJ, I'm, I'm going to tell a lot on TJ today. Y'all need to keep your mouth shut, okay? <laughs> so TJ's always all up in that dog's face. Oh, I love you. You're my best friend. You're just so cute. And I'm like, I thought this was my dog, and he's, he's like, this is the greatest thing. But anyways, our life is filled with choices. Kind of simple choices sometimes, like what do we eat, or when do we not eat, or when are we going to get up in the morning, or when are we not going to get up in the morning, or what to wear, or what not to wear. And actually, speaking of what not to wear, um, when I first married TJ, this is going to be one of those moments, you guys, like lock it down. Don't say anything, okay, because I'm going to tell a secret. Um, and I know he does this to me all the time, so it's okay. Um, so when we first got married, uh, TJ's style was very interesting. We'll just say that he's come a long ways. That man had a pair of cowboy boots, and they were ostrich skin cowboy boots, and he was so proud of these things, okay? Like, so proud. He would wear them as often as he could to my detriment because it was embarrassing, okay? He would wear them with khaki pants. He, like, anything and everything. He's like, I'm like, babe, are you, are you sure you want to wear those with that? He's like, yeah, they're ostrich skin. And I'm like, that ostrich needs his skin back because that's very embarrassing for me. Well, one day he was gone on a trip this is where you can't say anything. He was gone on a trip, and I made a choice to throw them in the trash. And you guys don't video that part, okay? Um, so I threw them in the trash, and he came home, and he went to put on his ostrich skin cowboy boots. Wait, where's my boots? I'm like, I don't know. Didn't you take them on the trip with you? Or like, I don't know, I, ha I, I just haven't seen them. But that choice was a very good choice for me. And so that, that's all I'm saying. You know, choices lead us somewhere, and I didn't have to have the embarrassment anymore because I threw them away. But, but he will never know that choice that I made, okay? So don't ask him about his boots. Don't ask him, whatever, I heard you had some ostrich skin boots. I know one of y'all is going to slip up. I, I just know it. But some choices are easy to make. But then there's choices in life that are way more difficult, way more detrimental to our life, that kind of shape our life in a different way. And I've been thinking a lot about decisions. And what, what kind of happened and, and where this message came out of and came from is I was actually in Atlanta a few weeks ago hanging out with a friend and just kind of taking some personal time for myself. And the girl that I was hanging out with, we've actually been friends since birth. And that really doesn't happen very often, that you have a friend that you like grow up with and kind of stands the test of time and, and you're able to just kind of pick up where you left off even though you don't live near each other or any of those things. And so... Um, we were hanging out, and we have known our families forever and all of those things, and so we were talking about the different dynamics of our siblings and how each one of us has turned out so differently, and some for the better and some not so much for the better. And so we were talking, and she was like, Shayla, specifically for my family, she goes, Shayla, how were all of you guys, because I come from a family of six kids, 
She's like, how were all of you guys raised by the same parents, in the same house, with the same values, with the same set of rules, and all of those things? How did you guys grow up in the same environment, but yet turn out all so differently? And it came back to one thing, and it was the decisions that we've made over time. See, it's decisions that lead us to the place that we're at in life. The reason we're at where we're at or we have what's going on in our life right now is not because of the circumstances, it's because of the decisions that we've made. And our life is the product of our decisions. And so many times people can say, Shayla, but you don't, you don't know what my circumstances have presented. You don't know what someone has done to me. I am the victim of bad circumstances. And yes, maybe someone has made you the victim in the past, but here's the deal. You choose to stay the victim or you choose to get out of being the victim. It's your choice. And so, so many times we look at our decisions and we think, well, maybe this isn't a big deal, but our life is the product of our decisions. You know, think about it. It's like that, that one day that you decided just to have that one drink. But that one drink turns into more drinks, and then you need a drink every night, and then it leads to this, and before you know it, you're in an addiction. Or if you think about it, I'm just going to look at this thing on the computer one time. But that one time begins to captivate something inside of you, and you go, and you go, and you go, and you look more and more and more, and that decision has now led you to the place that has you in bondage. See, our decisions are constantly taking us somewhere, and they establish a pattern and a foundation for our life. So the decisions that we make, think about this. You wake up and you go to the gym every single day. What does that do? It's developing a pattern and a foundation in your life for good health, for good mental health, and all of those different things. Because you make that choice every single day to get up and go to the gym, there's a lot of things in life that feel better. The choice that you make, maybe not to drive through Starbucks every day, puts you in a better financial situation because it's establishing a pattern and a foundation to your life. Your decision maybe to start leaving work at the right time and to go home and to spend time with your family and have family dinner is establishing a pattern and a foundation in your life that is leading you to get the results that you're getting today. Your decision to start attending church and to be consistent in doing that has, has developed a pattern or a foundation in your life. Because our life is a product of our decisions. But some of you guys might say, Shayla, 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 hold up, hold up. I haven't always made good decisions. Welcome to the club. I have good news for you guys today. Who we are tomorrow is determined by the choices that we make today. Who we are tomorrow is determined by the choices we make today, and every choice that we make today impacts our life tomorrow. Just because you made a bad decision or a series of bad decisions doesn't mean that you can't make good decisions to get you back into the right place, because if decisions got you in, decisions will get you out. There was a couple years ago that it was like right around Thanksgiving time, after Thanksgiving, so it's like the shopping season. Who does Black Friday? Yeah, a couple of you, you crazies. 
Those are the crazy people. But TJ and I were on our way back from Miami one day, and we were driving by, and there was a Nordstrom rack. And Nordstrom rack has like this homing device for me. I'm like, I just have to stop in there and look, okay? But the parking lot was insane, like insane, because it's shopping season. And so I'm pulling up, and I'm the one driving. TJ thinks I'm driving Miss Daisy all the time because he just likes to sit in the passenger seat. And so I'm driving, and I, I pull up, and there's somebody like coming out of a really good spot in the front. And so what do I do? I turn on my blinker, and I sit there. And I'm waiting, and they get in the car. And how many of you guys know waiting for somebody to back out one minute feels like 15 minutes, okay? So they're sitting in their car, and I'm like, seriously, dude, back out. Like, I bet you see the blinker on, you see the craziness, like finish what you're doing and back out and get out of here. And so I'm like waiting and waiting and waiting, and it's like 20 minutes. And so I'm still sitting there with my blinker on. Finally, he kicks it in reverse, and he backs out, and he goes, guess what happened? It's South Florida, exactly. So somebody comes whipping around the corner after I've waited a half an hour. He comes whipping around the corner and pulls straight in there. And I was like, oh, no. You don't know the chick you're messing with. And so do you know what I did? I, had, I was driving a, a car that had, like, real dark tinted windows. And so I'm like, he can't see me. I roll down my window. And I just leaned on my windowsill, and I stared at his window and his door. I just stared. And I sat there, and I stared, and I stared, <laughs> and I stared some more. And TJ looked over at me. He must have saw the crazy in my eyes. He was like, what are you going to do? I was like, I am telling him that he made a bad choice. So I just sat there and I stared some more. Do you know, he did not roll down his window. He did not open his door. And I just kept staring. And a little bit of time goes by, his reverse lights came on. He backed that thing up on out of there. And I pulled straight in. And as he was going by, I'm like... Thank you, sir. That was a great choice. Good job. And I watched him park and get out of the, his car. It was like Biggie Smalls got out of the car. He was like huge. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's my influence. But here's the thing. In life, you can make a bad decision, but you don't have to stay parked there. You can make a decision to get out of the spot that you parked in, in that bad decision, because if decisions got you in, decisions will get you out. And if you've made bad decisions in your life, or you've made poor decisions, or you've made simple decisions that have led you to the circumstances and the situations that you're in right now, all you have to do is begin to make better decisions to work your way out of it. Too many of us think, I've messed up because I made a bad decision. Or it's over because I've made these decisions, and that is a lie. Decisions made you in, got you in, and decisions will get you out. See, in my life, I've had a, a history of bad decisions. And I'm lucky that I learned this at a pretty, pretty young age, around the age of 19, and so teenagers, listen up. 
Adults, listen up. It doesn't, doesn't matter what age group you're in or what status you're in. You can learn to make good decisions. So I was in a relationship probably for about three years. And it was a toxic relationship. It was one of those relationships that destroyed my self-esteem, that destroyed who I, I thought I was. Like my family would look at me, you guys, and they would be like, this is not the Shayla. I know I had lost tons of weight. I was insecure. I, like just the worst because this was a relationship that I was constantly mentally beat down and told that I wasn't good enough and told that I needed to look like this or that I needed to look like that, somebody that constantly cheated on me, but I chose to stay. I chose to continue in that relationship because I didn't think that it could be any better. I didn't think that I deserved any better. I didn't think that I could get anything better than what I had because that's what that person made me believe for so long. And I remember being in such a nasty place and such a, a devastated place. And one day I was sitting in the very back of a church service, not because that's what I was so excited to do every week, but because that's what my family did. And so that's what I did. And I was sitting in the, the very back in the most corner back seat that you could get, not paying a lick of attention to anything that the person was saying because I was just there because I had to be there. And I remember all of the sudden, for some reason, I just had this picture of where my life was going and what it was going to end up looking like. And, and I just saw all of these things begin to flash before my eyes. And I, all of a sudden, I was like, I don't want to live my life like this anymore. This isn't how I want my life to end up. This isn't what I want to feel. This isn't what I want in a relationship. This, I don't really feel like this is the life that was designed for me. And I just began to, to cry, and I remember going home that day. And I went home, and I picked up the phone, and I called that guy, and I said, hey, look, I'm sorry, and I know you're not going to get this, but I can't do this anymore. This isn't the life that I want to live. And there was a whole lot of manipulation going on and all of that stuff to try to get me to stay and, oh, I got a ring and I'm going to marry you and all, you know, like all of these different things. And I remember just saying, but that's not the life that I want to live. That's not the picture that I have for my life. And let me tell you, one decision can change the course of your life. That decision that day changed the course of my life. Because that day when I made that decision to go home and to say, this is not what I want my life to be any longer. And I broke off that relationship. I went back over to church because that's, I was like, I just need something. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I, I just can't sit here and think about this, so I need to go somewhere. So I walked back over to church and TJ was there. And I ran into TJ. Now, TJ and I have been friends since we were 12 years old, but we had kind of lost touch. And he was, he was back on vacation, and God had done some pretty crazy things in his life. And we reconnected a friendship that led to, to where we're at today. See, one decision, no matter how significant or insignificant it might seem, seem can change the direction of your life. 
And what I love about Christianity and what I love about God in the Bible is that he's not a God that's like treating us like we're puppets. He actually gives us a choice. You know, how many of you guys enjoyed TJ's message last week just about purpose and the masterpiece that God has for our life? It was so phenomenal. And God has this, such this incredible picture and this incredible masterpiece for each and every one of our lives. But the reality is we choose whether we go after that or we don't. We choose that. God's not up there going, you have to do this, and I'm just moving your cords and making this happen. He's going, it's your choice. I have all of this, but it's up to you to choose to, to pursue that or ask me what that is or any of those things. And in Deuteronomy 30, 15 through 19, it says this. It says, today I've given you, I have given you the choice. This is what God's saying. I've given you a choice between life and death between blessings and curses. It says, I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. And then he just pleads and he said, oh, that you would choose life. That you and your descendants might live, that your future might be good. Choose to love the Lord your God. It's not saying he's, he's not making you, he's giving you the choice. Choose to love your God. Choose to obey him and commit yourself to him, for he is your life. Then you will live long in the land the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. See, our choices are taking us somewhere. And I love what Andy Stanley says. He has this quote, direction, not intention, lead to destination. Direction, not intention, lead to destination. Because there's a whole lot of us that intend for our life to look a whole lot different. We intend for our marriage relationship to be healthy and whole and for us to communicate well. We intend for our finances to be in a good place and for us to be out of debt. And we intend to want to have a better relationship with God. But intentions don't change things, decisions do. And we can have the greatest intentions in life, but until we make decisions that are going to take us in that direction, nothing changes. Because life doesn't change by chance. It happens by change. It happens by doing something. So how do we make decisions that, that take us to the right destination? And here's some keys that I've found in my life that have kind of led me in a good direction, some things that I constantly think about. And the first one is this, is get a vision. Get a vision for what you want the areas of your life to look like. Look, you don't have to have that big masterpiece all figured out. But get a, get a vision for your relationships. Get a vision for your family. Get a vision for your finances or for your health. Like, what, it, what does that look like for you? You know, for me, when I made the decision to, to leave that guy and to break that relationship, I knew that if I didn't have a vision for what I wanted things to look like, that I was just going to go right back to it and repeating the same process over and over again because I didn't know what I wanted. And so I sat down and said, I got a vision for what I know I don't want, but what do I want? 
And so I started writing some values and some qualities down of what I wanted in a relationship and also what I wanted for me personally. And I remember specifically writing down, I want to be at the place in my life where I could be satisfied living the rest of my life, just me in a relationship with God and not care anything else about a man. <laughs> and I, I was able to make decisions based on that. But see, a vision is so important because so many times life is kind of like a puzzle. How come they don't make like big puzzle boxes anymore? They're all like, this is a thousand piece puzzle in this little box. I'm like, seriously? But so many times life feels like a whole bunch of puzzle pieces. And a whole bunch of puzzle pieces, it's great. You know, we go, man, God's got this masterpiece for your life. He's got this purpose for your life. He's got the plan for this life. Here, here you go. Here's your life. We're like, that is so confusing. I don't, I don't know where to start with that. Like, that, does, that doesn't make sense. Where does this go? And we have all of these pieces to a puzzle. But if we can get a vision... If we can get a picture of what we want life to look like, here's what happens. The clearer the vision, the fewer the options, the easier the decision. The clearer the vision you have, it narrows down the options. You're no longer looking at somebody else's life going, oh, maybe that piece of your puzzle will fit in mine. Because then you're going, the clearer the vision, oh, no, 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 that piece doesn't go in here. Look, this color kind of matches. The clearer the vision, the fewer the options, and it makes your decisions a whole lot easier. It's kind of like this, when you get a vision for your finances, when you know where you want to end up financially or you have a plan for your finances, it makes it a whole lot easier to go, this is my plan. I'm not going to go to Target every day and just browse around. That's not an option. Or we're not going to drive through Starbucks every day. My option is I can drink coffee at home or I can wait until I get to work, but I'm not driving through Starbucks. It's not an option because I have a vision for my finances, so my options are fewer, and it makes my decision easier. See, we have to get a vision for our life. Proverbs 29:18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. You could say it like this, where there is no vision, the finances perish. Where there is no vision, the family begins to perish. Where there is no vision, relationships begin to fall apart. Where there is no vision, my future, I can't see it anymore. Where there is no vision, people perish. The clearer the vision, the fewer the options, the easier the decision. So we have to get a vision for what we want in our life. And the next one is this. Then we have to do what we can with what we have. Do what you can with what you have. I talk to people all of the time that are so desperate for something to change in their life, but they're overwhelmed by the magnitude of what needs to happen in order for that to change. 
they're in a bad financial situation or a relational issue or any of those things, and it just seems overwhelming to get to the end result. But the reality is, if you are overwhelmed by the pieces of the how do you put a puzzle together? One piece at a time. You don't just throw it all out there and it comes together. And where do you start putting together a puzzle? On the outside pieces, the corner pieces, the pieces that make sense. You do what you can with what you have. See, sometimes you might wake up and you think, it's so overwhelming, I have to lose 50 pounds and I can't even see how that can happen. But you know what you can do? You can do what you have with what you can. You can put down the candy bar every day. You do what you can with what you have. You start with one piece. You don't get overwhelmed with all of the things that have to change. You start with one. You start with the candy bar. You know, there's a verse in the Bible in Matthew 25, 14 through 30, and I put the reference in your note, but I, notes, but I'm just going to kind of paraphrase the story. It's the story of, of the, the parable of the talents. And this master goes away and he tells three guys kind of on his team, he says, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some money and when I get back, I want you to tell me what you did with that. And so he gives one guy five bags of gold, he gives another guy two bags of gold, and he gives another guy one bag of gold. And he says, all right, now go to work. I want you to tell me what happens when I get back. And the guy with five bags and the guy with two bags, they go out and they just do what they can with what they've been given. They haven't been given equal amounts. It's all different. And they begin to go out and work it and invest it and do all of these things. And the guy that has one probably gets so freaked out that he's going to lose something or something like that that he goes and he buries it. And the master comes back and he's like, all right, let's see what you did. And the guy with five comes back and he's like, I doubled it and I worked hard and I did all this. And he says, well done, good and faithful servant. I'm going to multiply what I've given you. And he gives him more. Same thing happens with the guy with two. He went out and doubled what his master gave him. And the master says, well done, good and faithful servant. I'm going to give you more. And he goes to the guy with one. He says, all right, show me, show me what you got. And the guy's like, I, I, I buried it. I, 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 just, I didn't know what to do, so I just did nothing. And he, he buried it. And the master pretty much goes, you're, you're an idiot. The Bible doesn't really say that. But he's like, all you needed to do was simply just do what you could with what you, all you could have just went to the bank, put it at the bank and let it collect interest. And at least it would have been doing something, but doing nothing changes nothing. And that's how so many of us live our life and our decisions. We think, well, it's just going to change. It's just going to change. If I, if I just sit here, if I just wait long enough, if I just sit in this, it's, it's not going to change. It doesn't get better by chance. It gets better by change. In Proverbs 16.3, it says, Commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. See, so many times we want to think, we want to be like, man, my mind's there, I can do this, I can do this. How many, most of the time I'm not thinking I can do this. I just have to go do it. 
See, the, the Red Sea didn't part because God was like, here's the parting. Moses actually had to do something and then the sea parted. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. If you will begin to do something, your mind will begin to follow. You will begin to believe that you can do it. Remember that who you are or what you do today determines who you will be tomorrow. And I think there's one more important key in our decision-making and get us, getting us to the destination that we want to be at. And that's this, don't do it alone. The Bible says two people are better off than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls, one can help the other up. But pity anyone falls that has no one to help them up. See, in life, we need other people. We need people that are gonna be there to walk through things when days are hard. When we don't feel like we can keep going, when we are discouraged by what's happening around us, we need somebody to come alongside us and say, you can do this, don't give up. Remember where you wanna be, keep going, keep going. We need people to, to celebrate us when we do get to one of those milestones or one of those places. We, we need somebody to be like, you can do it. You did it. You did it. Let's go. Let's go have a party. Sometimes we need people just to kick our butt and go get up. Stop sitting in that place. Stop being discouraged. That's a decision. Get up. You know, when I made the decision to leave that guy, that had been three years of wrong mindsets. It was three years of a pattern that wasn't going to break overnight. See, we have to continually make decisions that keep us moving forward. And I remember leaving that relationship and realizing that if I didn't have some people around me, I was going to go back. I was going to make the decision again. And so I called a couple close friends and people that I knew cared about me and my situation. And I said, look, can I call you at night when I'm, when I'm lonely and I'm about to call him? And if I haven't called you, will you call me? And there were, there were moments literally where I was picking up the phone ready to dial his number and I made a choice to call theirs. And they would celebrate with me in those moments. And they would encourage me in those moments. And I am who I am today because I got a vision. I did what I could in every moment that I could. And I surrounded myself with people they were gonna help encourage me and take me to that place. Listen, no matter what space you find yourself in today, no matter what decisions that you have made, today is a new day. 
And tomorrow will be a product of the decisions you've made today. And maybe there's some of you that are sitting out there and you're going, Shayla, I realize that maybe I've made some choices that have put me in a place that I don't want to be right now. Maybe it's financial hardship. Maybe it's a difficulty in relationship. Maybe it's just that you know you need to make some different choices. Life isn't bad, but you just need to be in a different place. 